0: Guys, before we get started with this episode of the Epic Cheat Day Podcast featuring Tyler Fowler, I wanted to let you guys know about the show I have coming up on May 7th at the Lincoln Lodge. It'll be the debut show for the No Gimmicks Needed comedy show. I'll be hosting this show. The show lineup will be featuring Elaine Golden, Jessica Mizra, the incomparable Steve Gerrard, and the headliner, the wonderfully talented Eric Emerson, that's at 2040 North Milwaukee Avenue. That's May, that's May 7th, 915 at night. You can purchase tickets for that right now. Right now, don't you want to support live comedy in the arts? Of course you do because you're listening to podcasts and that's what people who listen to podcasts do. They like to support stuff. So if you want to support me, you want to support the podcast and you want to support some wonderfully talented comics and of course get entertained at the same time because that's why you like comedy, right? You want to laugh your ass off, come to the No Gimmicks Need a Comedy Show. You can buy tickets for that right now. TNGNCS.Eventbrite.com and when you go Go on there because you're listening to the podcast. I'm going to hook you guys up. Punch in the code No Gimmicks. That's right, N O G I M M I C K S, all one word, lowercase. That'll get you two dollars off for the No Gimmicks Needed comedy show at the Lincoln Lodge on May seventh, nine fifteen at night. You guys are going to have a great time, and you're going to have a great time with Tyler Fowler. If you want to see Tyler Fowler, you could see him this weekend. Okay. It's April 17th. He's going to be putting on a show at Zany's Rosemont with his Team Us Comedy. Go to uh, TeamUsComedy.com. You can check out his entire schedule. And one of his uh, co-producers, Vic Pendai, he and Tyler are going to be putting on this show at Zany's Rosemont. It's at 1115 on this Saturday. It's going to be called The Up Late Show. Check out the Zany's website to purchase tickets for that right now. Check out teamuscomedy.com. And without further ado, here's this week's episode of the Epic Cheat Day podcast featuring Tyler Felt.
1: No, really. You're a fat piece of shit. You're listening to Epic Cheat Day with your host, Derek Strong. What
0: I'd like to have right now is for all you fat, ugly. Woo. No, no, You know Probably what I like? Not. I like coming in hot and we're not talking about the podcast at all. Dude, fucking. Uh, yeah. All right. Fine. We'll just start it off. Guys, welcome to the uh, welcome. What? Am, how do I start this out? This I got Tyler podcast. Fowler. This it's is my your podcast. No, no, you know what? Let me do it.
1: Hey uh, welcome to epic cheat Day Podcast podcast Derek Strong uh, I'm Derek Strong today our guest is Tyler Fowler
0: Tyler Fowler got Tyler Fowler in the house. Oh. Uh, Guys, shout out to Raising Canes. Have you ever had Raising Canes chicken fingers before? No. What is this? Oh my God! So like I had this like around Loyola University. It's like a small chain, and all they make is chicken fingers. That's really? literally. It's like they have two menu items, like chicken fingers, and I think biscuits, and that's it. Damn.
1: But that's how you know it's good. Exactly. And we don't even need to fuck with sides, dude. No,
0: <laughs> no. So what sides, sides? That's gonna get in the <laughs> way. And chicken. You know what you get on the I side of that. their chicken fingers? Chicken fingers. Chicken fingers. <laughs>
1: chicken fingers. Like I that's. Mean, you laugh in the face of sides. You're uh-huh. like. Get out of my way. <laughs> like, you're just, yeah, you
0: are you are competing you're with like, the actual meal. Bring so, me some more chicken fingers. Uno- this episode of the Epic Cheat Day podcast is unofficially brought to you by Raising Canes. Raising Canes, go fuck yourself for moving into Wrigleyville. Daddy Strong is trying to lose weight, son. That's going to be their full tagline. Watch. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <I laughs> Raising Canes, it. go fuck yourself, cocksucker. Raising Canes. Raising Canes. Raisin canes. It's, uh, so, Tyler Fowler, the way I start everything. Episode of the Epic Cheat Day podcast is I like to ask my guests what's the greasiest meal they've had all week, dude. This is such a tough question. I, I first of all I'm trying to remember what I ate this week. Yeah, that's always a tough one for me. Um, it's just like it's just all shitty meals for me. I know you're the opposite. It's just like I have a salad with granola.
1: <laughs> but see, that I'm trying so hard to like be a person who eats healthy. Yeah, during, during the pandemic, I ooh, buddy, I was. <laughs> So going into the pandemic, this is a huge douche move. I was like vegan for a couple years, which oh really? Don't worry, I I hate myself just as much as everyone else. Um, (laughs) But honestly, and I wasn't like crazy about it. Like I would eat some dairy here and there. Like it was more like a quality of life. Like I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm like if I go to a place they have the best fried chicken in the state, I'm eating the chicken. Yeah, like uh, like but like in general, I would try and eat like mostly like plant stuff. Dude, as soon as the pandemic hit, I was like, Comfort Foods, dude. Bring me some fried chicken, <laughs> bring me fucking pizzas, dude. I was going nuts. And then it caught up to me, dude. I- <laughs> yeah, maybe you actually
0: pressed the space bar or something? I don't know. Uh, it's up now? Oh, it's back. It's back now? Oh. All right, cool. Thanks, Mike.
1: So we're. Oh, there it is! Uh, All right. I the All right.
0: Line. Wait, are we keeping the other stuff, too, that was already recorded? Like the, the green stuff? Okay. okay. I think, I don't know,
1: are we keeping this into the podcast? Oh, this is it. If you guys are listening at home, we're back. We're <laughs> that back. That was man. our commercial we, break.
0: <laughs> I don't know where we left Me off. Me We
1: were talking about Philly. You started comedy out there. Start a comedy oh, out the there. Oh, the scene here, you can get up. We used to be able to get up every night, man.
0: Every Multiple night. times. Multiple times. Multiple Which, times. Dude,
1: when you meet people for, even like, Philly's a big city, big scene. If You yeah. couldn't even get up every day.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, because you know Friday and Saturday, they want actual paying customers. God yeah, forbid. Yeah. And <laughs> fucking... But that Broke was fucking piece of shit. I need my stage time. I'm an artist and valuable. That's the nice thing
1: about Chicago. There's enough struggling bars that even on a Friday night, someone's like, we need to get eight degenerate assholes in here. You Absolutely. Know? People talk, Dude, That's
0: how I pitched driftwood. I was like, I could get 10 people yes, in here who would buy one bike. beer. Yeah.
1: And I, I driftwood was killer. And like I, people talk shit on Patsy's. I miss Patsy so much. Really? Because it was this tiny little room. It, ev- there was nothing. It was late Friday, so nothing. Even if you had shows, nothing else was going on at that time. So every, point. everybody was there. Yeah, yeah. The owner was a dick. The place was weird layout. There was sometimes just like drunk Lincoln Park kids in there. That's what made it what it was. True, and
0: you could have a monster set in that place. I'm just like I'm constantly going to be eye I fucking know, this screen. <laughs> yeah, like, we're just like, oh. watching. Like, are we recording? Because we had so many good things. Well, uh-huh. I, all right. What you guys missed in the interim was why I moved to Philly was so I could uh, you drink. Oh, I forgot about that. That was gold. I I, oh. I I lost weight, and I used I used drinking as my cheat, cheat day. day. That's and an epic cheat day. That is an epic cheat day, dude. I, I, so there's this place called McGillin's in Center City, Philadelphia. Okay. right? and it's down a street that's one block long. Like if you you can pass by the street a hundred times and not even realize it's there. It, the right? whole, in the whole city, the, just one block. It's just, just one block. <laughs> all right, it's called Drury Street. It's That's one so block, funny. right? And they would have pictures of PBR for six fifty pictures, oh. and I would order I would order it one picture at a time, buddy. I would get six pictures in there. Oh, that's a cheat day. That's a cheat day. That's a cheat, that's a cheat day. A che- full-bodied PBR, guys. Yeah. Uh, full-bodied. <laughs> full-bodied. <laughs> what are this light PBR? beer stuff. Yeah. Give me the heavy. Give me the heavy. Give me the heavy. Well, I first went there. I would do shots, and that's when I st- That's when I switched from doing hard alcohol to beer because I realized, okay, I get fucked up way too fast. Yeah. I gotta. I like, and I almost I, they didn't bounce me, but they almost did because I just like, I, I got you know when you get drunk to a certain point, yeah. like. All the demons started coming out. Yeah. I just started punching the bar full fisted, they were like, "They liked me though." So like but, for some reason they were <laughs> that's like, "Philly, dude, oh that's Philly." They're like, just... "Well, you know,
1: you know, that's the guy. That's Derek. He's here a lot. You know? He's here but a lot." The point, you're buying six PBR pitchers. You're paying their mortgage. They're oh, like totally. They're like, "Whatever you want to punch, Derek. Come back next
0: week, okay?" And, and, and I tip like a madman, so I'm I'm tipping like fifty to hundred percent every single wow, time that I'm oh. there. So they love you. Yeah, they love me there. Um, now mm-hmm. you, uh, where are you from originally? West suburbs of Chicago, Lombard. Lombard, okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, Pratik's from Lombard. Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Lombard connection, buddy. The Lombard a lot of funny connection. people out of Lombard.
1: <laughs> Me and Pratik.
0: I think that, I think that area just like breathes funny when it comes no, to this dude, area. That area such...
1: is just, I was trying to describe it to someone today. Could not be more middle of the road. Really? It's like if Beige was a town, you know? <laughs> it's because, it is, and it's a great place, but it's like it is a suburb. That is just It's not great But it's not bad It is just right down the middle Just
0: yeah. middle of the road Ass suburb You yeah. know uh, well, I mean, you know, but that's that. Uh, for me, like when I think of areas like that in different parts of the country, because I came from New York, just everybody's yeah. a maniac there. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, like when I, but when I think of Middle America and suburbs in Middle yeah. America, I'm like this. Yeah, but it's just like there's always that, like you know, that crew of people that come out of there. And it's yes. Just like this, I hate everything about my existence. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Like when I went, I went to Patheek's house. Uh, uh, we were dropping him off, right? And I saw the cul-de-sac, and I was just <laughs> like. I was just like this. Oh, everything about this man now makes, makes sense. sense. Yes. Yeah, yes. that's his origin story. It's a story. nice house. It's a beautiful house. Yeah, you know, it's a cul-de-sac, that, and I'm just like, that's I funny get it. too. And I get yeah,
1: it. anyone who's got a cul-de-sac, dude, that's how you know. That's, uh, how, that's, how, you that's know, how you know. know. Yeah. yeah, there's just. That's but it is like, and I feel like I took it for granted now. Like we were, we are only an hour from Chicago. Yeah, so, like growing up close to like a major city, it's like every major band touring stopped through Chicago. Like, you forget, like, the rest of the country, there's so many people that didn't have that. Exactly. Like, uh, big things, theater, music, everything that happened, was like, oh, it's kind of like you could go reasonably to see it. or whatever. Yeah. It's not like four hours to go see a concert or whatever.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that's another thing we're spoiled by because we have, like, a huge city, yeah. you know, a major metropolis with this very vibrant art scene, yeah. and the rents are nowhere near the, yeah. the way they are in L.A. or so, in New York. So. New
1: York... Were you a city kid? You grew up in city the city. Kid, yeah, on the West Side
0: of Manhattan. Baby. Explains yeah. a lot. Explains. Yeah, it's, 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 it's the but I was trying to energy, someone today right? that, yeah. that So how did you end up in Chicago from Philly? So from uh, like so in Philly, that's when I started really trying to actively like sober up. But dude, he is turning the tables on me. I'm being interviewed on my own podcast. <laughs> Hell yeah! I'm like uh, welcome to Epic TV. It today. was it was com- like it was comedy. So it yeah. was I so I got I my that. beak wet in Philly. Had one of the worst first sets that I've ever seen a comic have, nice. especially having run multiple p- mics in Chicago. <laughs> You're like, That's seeing a lot. many of first That's sets. Li- yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. Like I'm just like, oh, these guys are better than me during mine. Yeah, you know far. it's a,
1: okay? This is a t- total tangent. Yeah. But uh, a memory popped up in my photos the other day of uh, Wolf Larson. Oh, and I'm I like, tried calling
0: him the other day. Really? and He changed his number. Dude, yeah. oh,
1: I'm so glad that I, I was like, who would I know that is connected to Wolf? Obviously, it's you. Obviously, it's um, me. yeah. But I hope he comes back once the scene comes back because that guy's a relic.
0: He is, and he, he to me, I think, and and people, people, they, everybody has their own take on Wolf. I've had many like conversations, completely unrelated to comedy, with him. Yeah. Matter of fact, this podcast was originally going to be he and I. It wasn't going to be called oh. Epic Street Day. It was going to be called like Strong Wolf or something. I love that dude. Um, but he is like
1: unhinged on stage. Absolutely Fully unhinged. But. One of the nicest guys. Absolutely. A bit of a savant can kind of talk about anything. He's yeah. had just like an interesting life. Really? There's some screws loose, some screws too tight, I yeah. think. Yeah, you know. Oh, he's, both. Yeah, exactly. He's all exactly. over the road. But it was this uh, he was a part of the culture of, of where like any person who's been doing comedy for any amount of time in Chicago, we know who Wolf Larson is. Absolutely. So we kind of speak this year. Sh- everyone has a story like, oh, did you see him do this set? Oh, I saw him at this place, whatever. Um, and he, well, was, that's he was a part of it
0: Exactly Well that's also why I do, like Anybody who wants to knock him Or his performance Just like if you're a new comic, I think seeing a guy like Wolf perform mm. is crucial to your development as a comedian. <laughs> now, here's why. Here's why. Because yeah. like it to me, it's like so cathar watching him perform is such is so cathartically freeing. Interesting. You know what I mean? It's like if you if you're uptight or nervous about wow. doing a bit, watch Wolf Larson. You'd be like this, oh, that motherfucker's doing whatever wow. the fuck he wants. That's
1: so zen of you. But yeah. you're absolutely right. That's like, dude, if he's doing that. If one of my jokes bombs, whatever, dude. I'm whatever. telling the jokes that I want. That's 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 very dude, good.
0: How many comics do you know take the mic from the mic stand, never utter one word into the mic? They're just using it as their prop dick the whole entire the time. Dick. Wolf Larson. Yeah. If- well,
1: and like he, I feel like when he's had a mic, it like changes the whole vibe because it's like, all right, now every person has their take on Wolf. Everyone yes. has their like r- their line, their riff, or whatever. One hundred percent. Oh, love that guy. But anyway, okay, so. You grew up in New By York. By the way, State. talk
0: about a juxtaposition and, and like I would love to see like Wolf Larson, Tyler Fowler back to back. Like you're such a te- you're such a technician <laughs> when it comes to stand up like cannot not be more different. Yeah. Like like yeah. guys, anybody cuz I one benefit about my podcast, so I might not have the most listeners, but a lot of my listeners, the majority of my listeners are outside of the scene. So guys, nice. really you need to check out Tyler Fowler's comedy cuz like you wow. want to see somebody who's like carefully has put together a set and knows where everything's gonna go and is in control <laughs> uh. of the like he saw me have a meltdown the other night oh, at I a show that. yeah Oh
1: was- uh, no i appreciate that a lot but it's like yeah. uh i love what you are able to do is so much is the thing i can't do it's so much what more mean? natural it's like you you can just have a meltdown let it fly you can be loose with the audience like All the things you're describing about me—that's like oh, it's calculated. It's this. It says like that's all anxiety. That's all me. Really? That's all me being like I have to have the best thing. I have to. And and part of the way I think it—it helps. It drives me. Someone I forget. Someone was saying something about like oh, like anxiety or something like that. I was like I'm nothing without it. Like yeah, yeah. As a comedian, I've gotten better because it's like by the way, like only, only the joke that gets the laugh stays in. If it doesn't get a laugh, it's out wow really that's anxiety that's like yeah. oh if you're not laughing at me you don't like me so I have to uh, only say things that you're going to like
0: right? so so the, some of the f- comics that I actually listen to this they're big fans of yours and like so I just want you to hit them with a little bit of knowledge drop drop some pearls away first of all you,
1: you said that anyone's a fan of me that's huge
0: that is, <laughs> that, that's I, a I winner I could go home happy that, right? right
1: now babe. that's the only reason I'm on the podcast exactly no the so fans so,
0: for the three fans uh, <laughs> of his that listen to my podcast <laughs> it's, it's
1: Wolf Larson with a tin foil on his head sitting in a basement uh, sitting in a basement listening to the podcast um, okay um, so so yeah.
0: So when it comes to that, like, how long do you hold on to a bit before you figure, okay, I gotta chuck this or absolutely rework it? Yeah, that's
1: tough, man. I don't know. It's it's always changing. It's more of like it's almost easier to know like this is going in whether it's going out. I should work. I, there's stuff that I'll work on for a long time or like play around. There's definitely things too where it's like, ah, I think this is funny. I believe in it, but it's just yeah, not, it's of course, not working. Yeah. Um, which is why <laughs> you I, just I, described half my set. Right, every that's, single that's, time. That's yeah, yeah, half yeah. the act is yeah. it's not working. Uh, but. When we have more mics, it's easier to try that stuff out. Now it's like, oh, I have 10 jokes I want to try. I only have four minutes. Uh, what? It's easier to be like, oh, I'm trying this thing out. It seems to be working well. It's like a heat map. It's like, okay, the heat's going here. That yeah. goes in. I'm yeah, using it. absolutely. I'll do that at a show. I'll try it out or whatever. Uh, but there are some things that – stragglers where it's like ah, – this. it's like they're like B-sides. It's like, ah, this might be something. It only works half the time. I think there's something there. But there's so many of those things where it's like I feel like after – I'm afraid to give up on them because some things, if you work with it for long enough, you get the timing right or you yeah. get the wording right. It's just minor things. And it's just like, I feel like stand-up to me is so much of like, uh, it's like a sword or a knife where like you're slowly sharpening it all the time. And every time you do a set, it's like this joke gets a little better. And if you can use it long enough, it becomes a, a sharp-ass samurai sword. It started out as a just piece of steel, right? And it becomes something, or there's some jokes where you're like, I, I've been hacking at it and I'm only making it more dull. I need to throw it away. I Dude, need to do something different.
0: You literally just wrote the first page of your comedy how to guide <laughs> right there, right on the <laughs> Epic sheet no, Tape. First, the first,
1: the the preamble is if you have to write a comedy how to book, it's too late for you. <laughs> your career is over. Anyone who's like, that's like, I love talking shop, I love talking comedy. Yeah. But I never want to be someone who like gives advice, particularly unsolicited. Because yes. to me, at the point that you have to be like, here's how it works.
0: There's no hope for you. Exactly. And and, and that's true, too. And so I think everybody has their own unique way of going about it. Like yeah. me, like uh, like any new bit that I have, I, I start, like, just as a concept, I'll go in with nothing written. Just I want yeah. the concept in its rawest form. Try it on on stage a few times. And then when I have just, like, the slightest bit of an outline, that's when I know yeah. what kind of know what it is, yeah. you know. See, I'm most-
1: jealous of people that can do that.
0: I, I, I wish. I'm jealous I of people that could just write pen and paper and just like, oh shit, well, I know where this is. And then mm. let me do tag, tag, tag. I'm like, what the but fuck? But that's the thing, I- like,
1: everyone in the scene, too, or, or like people, most comics I watch, yeah. or like you go any any scene, even if you were going to another city doing mics or shows, of most comics who are in it, competent, working, like just trying, there's something about what they do that I am jealous of. Yeah. It's like everyone's got something. And, and you really just kind of want to borrow or be like, I love watching a lot of comedy. It's like, <laughs>
0: hold on. I just want to we're a uh, slight segue. I, I, and by the way, for the listeners, I feel bad if I'm talking over or we're talking over each other. We, we like each no, other. We're, yeah, we're friends. Exactly. We're em. friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like all uh, my mind went blank the second you were like this. Well, you know, I'm kind of jealous of stuff. And he said, like, with any scene, you know, if there's comics that are actually doing something, there's things I'm jealous of. That's all I heard. And then everything out of those books, I was like, oh, Tyler likes me as a comic. <laughs> wow I think that's amazing
1: we are peers we we're like i we're in the trenches together you yeah know? I, I mean and especially like i i've such a kindred ship for like b- b- the before times oh the yeah. guys you would see out all the time or just Absolutely. people not just guys like uh, people of all gender shapes and colors, all gender right? shapes but like colors, really there are people sizes. who are like are like yeah dude if i i'm seeing you a couple days t- a week at mike's it's like we're all we're not just hobbyists like these are no. people that are trying you know yeah. they're doing something and especially like people like you that you have a unique thing. Like you're like, I'm doing me, my thoughts, my emotions, all that kind of stuff. Like and there, there are people like us everywhere doing Absolutely. this, doing this of thing. Course. And so I like to watch all of them and be like, what are the plays they're making? Right. Yeah. yeah, are, yeah. I want to do more of this. I, I, he's doing that. I see what he's doing, but I can't do that, but I like it. You know, what can I borrow from that? You know?
0: Well, so I have a, I, I have two things that I've noticed when it comes to you as being a performer. So like, uh, number one, and I notice this for guys that get a lot of work and get a lot of like longer set work. When you go to Mike's, like, and I noticed like you with Vic oh, I can't, with Benazzo. I can't wait to hear no, you no, know. no, this is great. It's in terms of cadence and performance. Mm. Like, you guys absolutely all know how to maximize the amount of time given to you. So it's like it's like I've like you at a show, you're taking your time with the bid, you're taking your time with your delivery. You at a mic, it's just bang, 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 bang. Joke, 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 joke. Like there's nothing, like I'm like, how when did you write that? <laughs> when well, did you, I don't think I've ever seen two of your sets good. where that that were exactly the same. Where it was just like I'm like, did he just did he is this fifty jokes that he just hit me wow. with in my open mic? Did that come that today? Is
1: the nicest thing anyone has ever said to me, I think, because most of the time at anywhere mics or shows, I'm like, here's a joke everyone in this room has heard. They're all gonna hate me for it. Like I just I always just want... again, it's anxiety drives yeah. me. Is what is it? But it too. So, There's a level where it's too much, but there's a sweet spot where it's like being anxious about wanting to have new material drives me to write new material. Yeah, yeah. Being anxious about wanting to have good material drives me to drop the bad stuff, try more, do all that kind of stuff. So in a very sick way, it's like being, just wanting people to like me makes me like want to write more jokes and come prepared. The other thing is like,
0: don't you love that? Our self hatred hey, yeah, drives please, us. Hey,
1: you know, if you're listening at home and you like my comedy, don't. Don't. Uh, yeah, I'll, be, I'll be a worse comedy. Exactly. Uh, you will <laughs> effectively make Tyler I less. You. you like Walmart my comedy? Less. Hate me, and it'll get better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Don't ever tell <laughs> him you stupid. like his comedy. Like, now no. I feel bad because he's got some <laughs> shit coming you know what, up. I'm going like, to go oh, home and, and just. Rusty. You
1: know what? I don't even need to try anymore. Derek Strong likes me. That's weird.
0: Dude, you said you like some of my shit. I'm like, wow, that's fucking. I'm good. Hollywood will call anybody minute now it, it, there exactly, but there
1: is something too, like uh wanting to be uh, mike you have four minutes you, yeah. you wait the before and after and the travel you probably put in a couple hours into getting four just minutes. for one mic yeah so, exactly and if you can hit a couple you're lucky a couple in one night but you're getting four or five eight minutes a night between a couple of mics um i want to maximize that time Absolutely. i've got to the point where i'm like i need to use this for what's helpful for me i need to do which is why there's so many people I feel bad. I'm like, if you've only seen me at Mike's, like you probably think there's people who think I'm terrible. Yeah. You've just seen me doing stuff that's half baked. I'm like, yeah, cause good stuff. I, I can't waste these four minutes. I gotta, exactly. I gotta add something new. uh. But also it's like the rest of my day is planning for that set.
0: Absolutely. 100%. So the whole day. is,
1: so I don't, I hate going up I and mean, I'm guilty of this a lot more recently too, of like being like, Oh, what else do I want to talk about? Let me look at my notes, whatever. It's like, I've had the, the 23 other hours of the day to prepare for this four minutes. Like, I should at least be able to know the stuff I want to say.
0: Absolutely. You know, um, Absolutely. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, but that lends to, and that's uh, going to segue into the next question that I have to, or the next comment that I have to make, which isn't, you know, uh, well, sort of, it does. Uh, in a very aspect, I'm gonna round. I'm gonna. I'm gonna round this corner eventually. Yeah. So okay. we're gonna
1: get all the way back to how you moved to Chicago. How I moved to Chicago. We never. Baby. We
0: are we're, we're. Dude. We're, I like how you're keeping track. I'm of the keeping tangents. track. Don't worry. For the Good. people at
1: home, we're gonna tie a nice little bow on the end of
0: this. Uh, yes, absolutely. It's just we. It's you know. It's like a Nolan movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's what we're. That's what we're doing on this. Episode I was dead of the, the GTA whole podcast. time. Was- <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Uh. It's but. It oh yeah, that's what I want. To st- that's the statement I want to make. And I've made this statement plenty of times on the podcast in real life. Like the one thing that comedy has, not really going against it, that makes it that much harder as a as a form mm-hmm. is that you cannot get better in a garage like you can with a guitar. You have to be in front of people yeah. and you have to go out. And, do, and you have to go for as much stage time you're as right. you possibly can. You have to do Phyllis musical in. Yes. You know what right. I mean? You're right. You but have something to do about that. that. I love also. Phyllis, by the way. I fucking... I've, cr- I've crushed it, back. Phyllis. If they come back like that, I yeah. can't wait for that. Like, oh. um,
1: you're right. But you're absolutely right. But that partially is what I love about it. Yeah. It's a living, breathing art form. It 100%. It has to be... Uh, it can't happen in a vacuum. Yes, you can be a writer and write jokes and do all that kind of stuff, but... What it thrives on is live performance, at back and forth, an exchange. Yeah, Because yeah. you never really you, you
0: never really know how good a joke's gonna hit. Never. You that, never that was the hardest thing ask.
1: with when we were like locked down at home for a lot of last year. That's like f-
0: well, the good thing. It were was you writing? Was it forced me to write.
1: Okay. there was nothing else I could do. Yeah. The only way to move the ball forward, get better at stand-up, was to write. And that's the thing I always struggled with, is like sitting down and writing.
0: Dude, I I think I think that's like 95%. That's the yeah, hardest see, thing yeah. for all of us, all I think. Especially yeah.
1: people that enjoy performing. There are people who are great writers who are yeah. terrified of performing. I'm very much the opposite. But uh, then after a while, you have pages and pages of stuff you wrote that's like, great. I might be the only person on earth that thinks this is funny. Yeah. It is not a joke until you have the world has responded
0: to it exactly you know? exactly
1: which is i'm there are a comics and this is something i'm jealous of a lot of people they're like i say what i want to say i'm going up there doing the stuff i want to joke about and saying the stuff i want to say i don't care if i offend people i don't care if they yeah. laugh i'm like i care about everything i want them to laugh i want of them course. to like me i want so it's all like it's not a joke unless you guys like it yeah
0: yeah i got to the point with mine where it's Cause you know bad sets are gonna happen. If I can't find fun in that set, like if mm. I don't feel like I had fun in the set, yeah, no matter how good of a reaction I or bad I get from the audience, then I don't think it was a good set.
1: That's cool though, because that you're that's like an insurance policy against yeah. having you. The, there's a floor; you can only do so bad if you're at least having a good time. And
0: I are, mean, I'm still learning, obviously, from like yeah, you're yeah, getting like better.
1: That. But there's also people in the audience that like they. Even if you're not doing great, if you're enjoying it or you're expressing to them, you're aware of that you're not doing well or you're reacting to it they'll enjoy that more than just you sitting. 100%. In there, you
0: know? That authenticity. Yeah, you know totally. what I mean? Kid, like I've noticed, especially with my material, like I'm, you know, the last thing I'd ever proclaim myself as to be is a fucking great writer. Okay. Mm. To me, it's like, I, I'm i like, I would say I'm 70% performance, yeah. 30% yeah. actual material. You're a personality. I'm a personality, man. Fuck it. You put, you put a mic on my hand, put me on in front of the stage, you know, yeah. that, that's, I want to thrive off of that with the audience. I want to that's fucking awesome. ch- You know, I try ch- and you've seen me challenge. I want to challenge them getting there. But that's face. the
1: tougher thing to do. I think the other stuff, the writing and performing and memorize, you can learn that what yeah. you have. You can't learn.
0: Yeah. But like, listen though, but, but to me, like the dedication that, you know, sure. a guy like you does, we're just sucking each other's dick <laughs> on the epic tea podcast. <laughs> we're over here in this European bathhouse. European bathhouse. If you guys can see studios. where we're at,
1: but, uh, But yeah, so we did this show at Phyllis's, or not not uh, at Pressure, a couple weeks ago. And I hadn't seen you the whole lockdown. Whole lockdown. And and a lot of people. And it's like. I was so mad. (laughs) Dude, but I walked into that show and I was like, dude, comedy is back. I miss this shit. These are the nights I miss so much. Absolutely. I would rather have been, the show had been tough. There was a lot of back and forth with the audience. I would have rather been at a rough bar show than anywhere else in the world that. Yeah. I, I don't want to be at home. I don't want to be at Carnegie Hall watching a symphony. I want this is the only place in
0: the world I want to be. Absolutely. I, and like like that set, like even though I, like my set was dog shit, but like it was so Fun. And, I had yes. so much fun. And watching doing you, it.
1: I was like, dude, I miss Derek so much. <laughs> you were just, there was a woman at the bar chatting with a guy next to her, responding to a lot of the stuff in the show, and you come off stage and just got right in her face, and you're like, there's a whole world out there. Go talk outside. Which dude, I'm like, yes, in my head, you are my inner monologue. My head's like, <laughs> I'm like, lady. You can talk anywhere else in the world but this one room right now. And you're just, you're, if I was on stage, I would be in the back of my head, like angry at her and being like, How do I get her to like me? How do I plow through and tell a joke? You're like, Listen, lady. <laughs> Got right up in her face. Well, then, but, well, that's but what see, the, I,
0: when you went up, I was thinking the exact opposite thing. I was like, This, oh, Tyler's doing it right because he's just plowing through this shit. Interesting. He's just barreling through, man. I But, fuck, how was he not distracted by what this lady? you
1: did? Is what the room needed. Because even the people that were there to watch the show, they're distracted by this lady talking. They want someone to fucking let her ha- know what's for. And the other comics that went after, because you had to go early in the show, too. Yeah. Other comics that went after you all had better sets because you shut this lady up.
0: Hey, can you please tell that? Because fucking there's a couple of people who listen to my podcast who were there that night. And those fucking guys are like, oh, but you made things awkward. Yeah, yeah but it, it helped. It did. It helps, but
1: there are times and I, I don't think I've seen you be guilty through this. There are people who can take it too far or turn it the opposite way within the whole audience. Yes, but dude, I've, seen 100% that. Times, I've done that before. Honestly, too. you're I I know very little about wrestling. You're like a professional wrestler. This lady, we're all we all know what's going on in the room. You had to bring her into the ring, show her what for, and then we can have a comedy show after you just took this lady into a chokehold and let her have <laughs> it. Dude.
0: She needed it. She was she asking it. for it. She was, she was begging it. for it, dude. So. And that – and, you know, we will, we are going back to me moving to Chicago yes. at some point. <laughs> uh, but, like, so, like – so, here's the thing. Like, and this is something, again, that I've noticed with guys who are getting, like – you know, because cl- I consider you one of the club comic sure, sure. guys, right? I who are, that. you know – What, really? i I'd love,
1: I'd love to be considered a club comic. That's
0: you great. are. Aren't you a club comic? Like, I, I mean, you've done all the clubs in Chicago. Definitely. You've done yeah. clubs outside of here. Yeah. I,
1: I Yes, and I'm very lucky, and that, that helps me a lot. But there are still so many clubs that I'm, like, just – scrapping to try and I can't get the time of day from these people
0: Well, yeah. uh, and I think you know what we we're not, all in the same yeah exactly and, where it's just like there's shows we want to get on where we yeah. can't like we can't get on we're all
1: throwing our name in the bucket at comedy all bar all the time you know, yeah like, <laughs>
0: ooh, ooh, comedy bar I'm well their open mic is back I so heard. that's a good that's a fun mic I I've, I'll I've be been, there I'd love the good sets there um so yeah here's the thing I wanted to ask so yeah. as as what I would consider to be a quote unquote club comic sure. right uh I feel like you know because I didn't know anything about your sobriety at all sure. until we did uh Whitney's show. Uh, Whitney Wasser, yeah. by the way, for the listeners, she's oh, uh, so she runs fun. a sober show. So, fun. um, and I saw Tyler's name on the list, I was just like, wait, I thought I've seen him drunk before, like, way back, so that's like, funny. and but like, none of your material ever dives into that stuff, and I noticed this. And I'm not even saying it's a bad thing or anything like that, but I've noticed with a lot of club comics, they kind of steer clear of mm, going into the personal stuff a little bit. And huh. I don't know if that's if that's because you want to make your audiences like, I mean, your, your comedy as uh, accessible sure. to the audiences as possible. Interesting. Or, um, yeah,
1: I feel like I, that's a thing I'm trying to correct for is I'm too personal. Like, I feel like all my best stuff is like talking about, A lot of self-deprecating stuff, talking about myself, growing up, my experiences. And I added, like, I have, like, a 10-minute chunk on sobriety about not drinking, but I try and make it very accessible. I'm not, like, oh, uh," but I I literally just frame it, because it is, and I don't, I'm not one of these, like, I'm on a high horse because I don't drink people, but, like, it is, there's something interesting about it it's yes. not average no so that begets an interesting premise that's an interesting experience exactly. to share with people so I want to be like I don't drink here's what's funny about that because there are things I think that are really funny about that
0: now do you have any a do, do you do AA at all or are you just no uh, I never did the meetings I, yeah. I've
1: I've always thought about maybe I wanted to maybe I should I during the pandemic I like did some research and everything I've heard about aA it's like it's a little too
0: God for me. It is. I mean, so, like... Have you pe- ever... Yeah. What's oh, I, I, have, I have a bunch of AA experience, but, like, it's... For people who are atheists, like, what they say is that, okay, when you're referring to your higher power, just think of AA's or higher power. That's what that I've moment. heard, too. It's yeah. just, like, there's a way to, like... You know, basically, because you're just... What what the whole concept of letting go to a yeah. higher power is, is basically you're just... It's, you, you know, it's like a... I'm trying to think of the best psychological yeah. um, uh, practice that you would associate with this, but basically it's, like, It's like you're putting it. It's like you're putting that particular thing on a shelf that you're not dealing with, and like with the God part again. When AA first was was created, it was based off of. Oh God, I'm gonna butcher this. Um, It did have a background in Christianity because a lot of the stuff and a lot of like little cult like you know. Oh oh my God, dude! But I love a good cult. Man, I'll join a cult. Philly. I got, I almost got indoctrined. Like, there's levels to AA that people don't know about. I almost got indoctrinated into a Philly, a, 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 what's called a speaker group. I, I almost got a doctor. That's oh like, their, that's like the cult within the cult. Yeah. Like, but you after
1: the AA meeting, they're painting a pentagram with virgin blood on the ground. Might as yeah. well have been. <laughs> like, but we're not drinking. But we're so. not drinking. Like, And like,
0: here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I, uh, before I, I'm not shitting on them because some of those kids that were in that, because yeah. it was all younger people, sure. right? It was just like, they'd be dead without this. They oh, totally. need yeah. this. You know? And I do, like, yeah. I and there's things you can take from AA. Like, I don't totally. go to AA anymore, but, like, there's things you could absolutely take from that. it. And, like, yeah. you know. Yeah, because I don't get, like, the
1: whole Jesus-y part of it, I'm yeah. not not too hip on. But in general, I love structure. I love uh, rules. Yes. I love a good. The, the, he loves they got, rules, They got guys. 12 steps. They got meetings. They got things to follow. They, they tell you what to do. I, yes. Like, they, they're, that part of it is very attractive.
0: Yeah, and like, and for like a person who's like who's an alcoholic, like the that's the one of the reasons why it's so attractive to them because it's as simple as possible. It's Like, yes. okay, you're in a fucked up stupor for like up to a month after you quit drinking. Like yeah. for me, like I think it takes me a good after my last binge, it probably took me about three weeks to recalibrate. Yeah, from that. so that's how was,
1: I had I really like got sober. Is I had, it had to be a rule. It it was yeah. just like, uh, oh, do I drink less? Do I just drink beer? Do I drink yeah? There's no. That, it had to be like. You just don't drink. You're a person who does not drink. And yeah. then it, I was so lucky. It coincided at a time when I started getting really serious about comedy. Hell yeah. So it became a thing of like, it's a slippery slope to be like, well, I'm at a mic. They're all at bars. You're in cl- nightclubs yeah. every, night. every so night. There's booze everywhere. It has to be a rule of like, I'm working. I wouldn't, yeah. If I was an accountant, I wouldn't be pounding beers while I was doing taxes. You know, If I'm at work, and, and the time I spent micing, writing, being out became so much more productive. Because I'm not half in the bag. I'm not spending all this money. You Yeah. Know? But it, if I didn't have that, yeah. if it was just like, quit drinking, and you don't fill that void with comedy or something else, I goodness knows what I would do. I'd be crocheting right now.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. Because totally. you need – I mean, especially – I mean, there's such a high level of stimulation with comedy. Dude, comedy is such a drug. It is such a drug. And I'm, I'm hooked on it. Hooked on And, like, I knew it, even my first shitty set in Philly – like I knew after that set, so, like I left in a daze, right? Yeah. I went home. I couldn't fully process what happened. Dude. I woke up the next morning and I was just like, I have to do that I again. Need it again. Immediately. Oh, I
1: love that. I love that. Yeah. Like it instantly got me. I was yes. just like,
0: I fucking need this. Like, yeah. It, it took me forever to actually do it for the first time, but once I did it, that's dead, what I, what like, I miss. Oh. Like when the scene was bumping, but
1: that's how I know I'm like sick in the head with this love for yeah, comedy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like I could, you could, I could have a great show. Work like, uh, a, let's say a Friday night at Zanies, two shows, sold out, killer time. Afterwards, instead humble of going right instead here, of man, going so home, was, let's just yeah. say this happened. It know, happens to Tyler and he's being humble but, about that. But then yeah. after the show, instead of going home, I'm like, well, Patsy's is still running. So yeah. I'll go up and go up in front of three people at Patsy's and bomb my face off, but I just need that hit. Yeah. I'm like if I know I'm like truly like an addict. I'm like, there's stage time out there. I just need a quick hit. Just yeah. let me get a little bit. And and, and what, I do even if the set is ending us ending the night on a bad set just because it was or a good set because it was another set it's like okay i did stand up every chance i had to do stand up today i
0: did it do you know do you know sammy obeyed yeah. Okay. So Sammy <laughs> obeyed. He would do this. I'm not. Anytime he would come to Chicago, right? He'd do an hour Laugh Factory, and he would go to Patsy's. Yeah. Anytime it was a Friday show, and he wanted to have a bed set just to try bring to him bring down. him down. Yeah. I hear that
1: he did. That was his big thing. Was a whole year he did like what a thousand sets or something?
0: Yeah. That was a. That was a. That, that was one of his milestones. But think
1: about like how
0: good you get in that time. Yeah. You know? I mean, about I. Okay, so that's a good question for you. I mean, because you're a guy like when you go, when you go, you go hard. Like I don't, I don't think I've ever seen you take a dip in the amount of time. Like maybe you have, and I just wasn't. paying no, I'm, attention. I'm hooked. I'm an addict, man. Here's I'm an in. addict. I'm in. Um, would you say for, because for me, like I know, like I, because I've taken in, I've done comedy now. I'm not counting the pandemic. I don't. Sure. you Can't count that. Three years, right? Mm-hmm. And I would say in that time, really, I've taken, I've taken multiple breaks. I've okay. taken really i, I got a surprise guys we're done with this episode of the F- F- epic really i thought
1: you had done like maybe a year in new york a year in philly a couple oh, years man. here because i if three years i've probably known you about the whole time the entire time I, that's about the time i feel like i started seeing you around yeah like how you long you've been doing it for if we count the pandemic like no like, we don't. like calendar years yeah uh, almost exactly five okay. coming up on five
0: all right so and uh cuz so you and Vic definitely came up together right Yeah we, we met get, early I get early on, on this fucking podcast Yeah so. he's
1: a, he'll, he's a wild card. He was a fat kid so he'll love Cheat Day, dude. You oh guys could talk. Oh my god, that's right. You could talk some stuff,
0: dude. That's um that's great. So, uh what, what were was we saying? What, was <laughs> I, what were we saying? Uh, um yeah, so like yeah, in that time like yeah. in the 3 years, I'd say and this definitely did not help me at all. I mean, I well no, no. no. I will breaks. say this. Taking break so like there was there was some really productive breaks that I, I took, but like the way my the way my brain just works, like I I get overloaded, sure. so it's like I have to like step away from it for sure. a little bit, and it's like I know that I'm further back than where I, mm. a lot of people who have three years are in terms of like career wise because of that fact, but also like in terms of maturity and my approach to comedy yeah. has definitely helped me with that, and
1: that that almost is just as important. I think yeah. there's something different for everybody. Like I yeah. can't. Not do it. I'm I mean, so I could, sick.
0: I could but I could tell in your performance just because like dude, you're again, I'm not sucking as you're good. I've never on. I've never sat down from anybody who said to me, Tyler Fowler, he sucks. Oh, dude, you know what I mean? I
1: know they're out there.
0: I'm sure there are, but like nobody nobody from my like comedy age group. Wow. I couldn't possibly well, say. Well that,
1: that I I really do appreciate that cuz you're yeah. all people I respect and like we we run we're in the trenches together. So it's Absolutely. like to, to have that's almost that almost means more than like like People outside of comedy are like critics or whatever. It's like if you, if people who are in the trenches with you are like, oh, that's a good soldier, you're like, yeah, that's what you want to be, you know? Oh, hold on. I just want to
0: make sure because I have, uh, dude, I, 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 you know, how, <laughs> okay, we got so, Hollywood's calling. Darren's checking no. his phone. He's going to call from his agent. This is a Hollywood. We still got some pl- plenty of time. I hope you're okay with sticking around for yeah. a minute and doing this. Totally, man. Uh, the reason why I keep checking my phone is because much like, you know, People like grind with comedy. I've been grinding with this fucking podcast, nice. so I have three people scheduled for oh, today. Oh, So I have you, I have Amber Autry, nice. and Jason Acevedo. So like, I'm just a today. notch
1: in your belt, man. I'm nothing
0: to you. are <laughs> <laughs> something you to me, You little
1: slut. Dude. I know. You have
0: three podcasts today? Three podcasts today. Fuck, what it's, were we saying? Oh, taking breaks. Taking breaks, yeah. yeah. So
1: I, I, I struggled to do that because I love it so much. I needed to live. But this you can tell them. This is my But... Be, the,
0: the, you got materials i'm son. running into a problem now
1: where i need something else in my life because comedy okay. can't be the only thing because you can't write relatable jokes if all you have is comedy
0: people can't see it's like it's a visual medium we're on right now <laughs> i'm pointing to the podcast equipment i'm like you could be one of 700 chicago comedy podcasts yeah yeah you have a great voice for it man you might as well just do it but I like
1: i want to have there's, there's some part of comedy like at least the comics i look up to that's like there's some, an amount of life experience. You yeah. have to like be a person outside of comedy. Yeah. And I'm starting to realize more and more, it's like, I am not interesting, if not for comedy. There's nothing else interesting in my life. I can hold the conversation about very few other things.
0: Yeah, but like, okay, so like you don't drink, you're sober. Yeah. Among, and, there's and, nothing and, else interesting I, about I, me. I, I, which, <laughs> which, I like that. That, that is, that I is, have... Laser focus. Comedy, I was comedy, gonna comedy. say,
1: and I think it's gonna help me, and it's gonna help me. But I also need to be a little. I want to have other things, you know. Well, I mean, I, I think I don't have, have a hobby. A,
0: well, you do, well, you do have a you have a hobby that's also now a career. Like it's not that's a good, the problem. I yeah. started
1: doing comedy because I needed a hobby. I'm not athletic. I can't play rec league softball, whatever. So I was like, comedy will be my sport. You know, and people now, who play
0: rec league softball probably shouldn't be playing rec league softball, but, but they love it, and that's they what They fucking I love Dude, it. They do love the, it. During
1: the pandemic, there's all these. Latino dudes play softball in Wicker Park. Yeah, in the Wicker Park, and the excitement that they have, I wish I loved anything the way these guys love. Because they're they are. There's something about dudes who play rec league softball, the most out of shape athlete athletic people. Like yeah. they're athletic. They can play, but they're putting down like two Italian beefs during the game. Oh, totally. Like, these guys are huge.
0: They're huge. But they're excited and they're, mov- and they're moving they around it. the bases fast. Yes, shit. But Jesus. it's like.
1: Yeah, I I want to. I started doing comedy because I needed a hobby, and now it's become my job, so I still have no hobby. So I feel like I need something to be like a more well, or in order, at some point, it seems like I, if I keep running on this hamster wheel and writing yeah. jokes and, and trying to do whatever, the well runs out because it's like, oh, you have nothing else interesting to talk about. All you can talk about is comedy, and the a layperson who's an audience member at a show, they don't get the inside baseball about comedy. Of like course. you have to have experiences of like. So that's why like talking about not drinking helps because people are like, oh, that's an interesting thing about you that isn't comedy. Talking about dating, interesting about you that
0: isn't comedy. Yeah, I'm
1: like I don't have. It's not like, I'm like oh my kids. Like no, I, my my wife. No, I have a, I have a brother and a nephew. I could talk about that. <laughs> <you know? laughs>
0: I get that. I mean, but like, so like, if you were to think outside of the box in terms of hobbies, like, do you have any idea? Would it be? Would it be performance related in any way, shape, I, or I, fashion? I, it probably should be. Do yeah? Do you yeah. want to do something like? Oh, I want to pick up crocheting, like you mentioned before. Yeah. Or, you I don't know. know. Yeah, the pandemic you can been a good time. Get big and fat like me, and get pick up cooking. And I be like. Fun. To, I
1: do like to cook. That's that's like some zen time for me now. Totally. Like I like to cook. Um Uh, I would love to, I'm not musically inclined at all, but like, I'm always envious or like, Impressed by people who can just casually play the piano.
0: Yeah, dude. Like, and they like, I've seen, like to me, it always freaks me out to like, you ever hang out with them and they'll just walk into a place that yes. has a piano and just yes. sit down. Yes, and just start. J- I'm like, that's it. I want to do I that. I don't
1: want to plan to play piano. I don't want to go out of my way to. But if I, if I just see a piano and I can sit down and just play a couple things, that's incredible. To
0: yeah, me. that is incredible. That is absolutely. I mean, that'd be a fun thing, guys. Hit me up at the Epic Cheat Day Podcast at Gmail, Facebook, Instagram. Let me know what your thoughts. What kind of hobbies? Do you think us performers yeah. who, because again, it's, it's such, it's like, and that's the weird thing too. It's like once I found comedy, yeah, like every other hobby that I had, just it, mm. it totally just like you found your thing. It's and but I mean, it's like it's like everything felt like video games are something yeah. you're interactive with, right? But it's yeah. just like to me, it's still so passive compared yeah. to comedy. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean?
1: Well, comedy truly is the perfect uh, endeavor. Art form or or uh, hobby, career, because not only is it uh, creative work of like write a joke, tell a joke, perform, but it is like you're always going somewhere interesting. You're going to places your friends would never, like, yeah. my friends would never be at, at pressure billiards with these old, drunk Polish guys <laughs> on a Thursday night. You know, like, like you meet interesting people. That's you true. You meet, I, and some of the craziest people you've ever met, but like, all my friends who like work office jobs, they've never met someone like Wolf Larson. No. I know five or six Wolf Larsons you know, because <laughs> That's of true. You're so talking it's like to, you to a Wolf Larson kind right, of guy right now. But like, you get to meet interesting people. You also often catch people on the like, uh, a happy day for this—a the, celebrate like oh, we're out for my birthday. It's yeah. I just got a raise. We're out. You're catching people on the best day of their life. Absolutely. Every night is a party.
0: And by the way, for people who are going out celebrating and going to a comedy show for the quote unquote best day of your life, you're seeing somebody performing who's probably having one of the worst <laughs> days of their fucking life. And they're
1: making way less money than you. Way less money so than you. So tip, it, tip it, a lot.
0: Tip a lot because that dinner that you see them eating in the back behind the curtain, that's what they got paid that's, yeah, <laughs> that's all they get. Yeah. That's all they get. They just worked they for just their food. It. They entertained you. Dance for me, monkey. Yeah. Dance for
1: me. And it, get the fucking bananas and even worse it's all we want it's all we want it's it. you know? exactly We're i also all... wish okay piano would be one i also wish i could be an athlete i wish I could play a sport but like, uh, do you, do you, you is... have no
0: inclination or are you just like i'm in not a, unable i like running like, yeah. I, I picked up
1: running i like that a lot um yeah, you're is, tall I, I'm a tall guy i'm a tall really? guy but i love running and people think this is a, a psychopath thing what it kind of is without music just running because it's all so much of the day i'm in consuming media i'm trying to write yeah. i'm trying to do things it's the one time where i can just Clear my head and just run. It's just me in the ground. That's you know, all it is.
0: No, I'm with that 100. So like, I shockingly, this is a fact. Like, so like, I when I do go to the gym, you know, people like they oh they hate cardio, but they like doing yeah. like the way me. I'm the opposite. It's like. I zone out when I do cardio. I yes. don't listen to any music. Yes. I just get into like this weird like headspace. And space. once you turn it on, you can yeah. go, you can keep going. You can just keep yes. going. Like I like when I do cardio, I do cardio for 60, 70 minutes at yeah. a time. And like I feel talk about something that's like. Uh, an endorphin rush. Dude, like and shit. when you're done,
1: yeah. there's so many, especially during the pandemic, dude. I would when I was locked up in my house, I'd go for a run and as soon as the run was over, I'd be like, this is the best I would feel all day. Yeah? Is yeah. this this hit of endorphins. But that's like comedy. It's like I need a hit. I need need, a, a I need stage time. Yeah. But so I just started watching that uh Netflix show Last Chance you Have you heard of this? No, what is it's it? It's these kids who play junior college basketball and they're all they're like the best they're like East LA college or was something. Was it a
0: documentary or is it yeah, like Yeah, it's a, like a, oh, a docu-series.
1: Okay. It's so compelling, dude. But they, so these kids, they're all trying to like make it. They're trying to make their they're trying to get drafted by a D1 school and like go play in the NBA. So the stakes are high. They all have such interesting backstories, but the reverence that they have for the sport. Yeah. And just like I know so little about basketball, I could display being tall, like I can't play the physicality of it, but why, the way they talk shop. Yeah. The way they love basketball, I love comedy. And I and I like seeing someone have a thing that they love I, yeah. want, I want you to have your thing same it is so cool the way these guys talk about the sh- the shop talk the the vernacular they use the plays they make just like the way they, the, it is it consumes their whole life it is they are like what we are to comedy to basketball and it's just so cool to watch and it's the same the stakes are high yeah the success rate is low, low it's grueling it's all you live a different lifestyle you can't have relationships and friends and all this kind of you live this thing but you love it Absolutely. And it's so cool. Every episode I've watched, my jaw is just on the floor. I'm just like, yes, dude, these guys get it. But they are they have abs. And they, work <laughs> out, you know? they, they get it, and they're also healthy. Oh, know?
0: totally. And in terms of one thing I do really like about comedy, which, uh, you know, unfortunately isn't the case with pro sports, is that there's so many different t- – and people who are the comedy layperson, like, they think, oh, Netflix special, Comedy yeah. Central special. That's the epitome of comedy. It's just like they're so – many avenues. I mean, yeah. just if you're just looking at straight stand up, like you could be a road comic. Yeah. You could be a local comic and make a decent amount mm-hmm. of money just doing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You there it's some probably some of the and I know this is the truth for the truth for music, but like I think it's probably true amongst all art forms like that where some of the best comics you've probably never seen or yes. heard from ever. Yes, dude. You know? Which
1: is why I love especially now that we're kind of like we've been doing a comedy a few years, we kind of know some we we've bumped elbows with a yeah. lot People hearing people, like if I meet someone, they're like, Oh, you're a comedian. I was on a cruise three years ago and we, we laughed so hard at this comedian. I'm like, Oh, who is it? There's a yeah. chance that it's like someone you've met or they've pat you know their oh, name yeah. or whatever. And so many, especially cruise ship comedians, a lot of people are like, Oh, they're hacked. Have you hacked ever thought about whatever. doing it? I would kill to do that.
0: <laughs>
1: I would, I would, i'd probably die get coronavirus on i the was cruise, gonna say i was like maybe not now i've heard the money is is great it's stupid good and you get a place to live
0: i i wouldn't want you do are it an indentured f- servant though like you uh, you're you're like, i wouldn't want to do it forever
1: yeah but i would love to be able to say i've done it. i'd love Absolutely. to have the experience of doing yeah, it. yeah that love makes that. sense and it's you know you get to do two hours every night yeah you're th- just getting better and you and i've talked to a couple of friends who did like uh second city when they were doing cruises and they're like it's great. Second City was in, cruise? Yeah. Oh, they sure, they yeah. had a big contract with Carnival for a long time. Wow. And it just expired, which is before the pandemic, but which is good because then Carnival will start buying stand up instead of buying wow, okay. Second City. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's more work for guys like Absolutely. us.
0: Absolutely. But. Um, Guys like you They they don't like I was going like, to say I was gonna say Derek Strong You his got more of cruise a cruise ship. ship passenger thing Passenger <laughs> thing Yeah dude but I'm at the I'm at the buffet table here Watching But people
1: shit on Cruise ship comics And I'm sure a lot of them Are hack and doing whatever But like too. Yeah but that's But f- f- if the audience yeah. Loves it You've that's done it. your job And if, a, if someone's Talking to me a year later And their only experience With stand-up is Oh I saw a cruise ship two years ago and the best part of our trip was, was this comedian and he said my wife's a fat whore from wisconsin and we cracked up and we laugh about it to this day
0: i'm like that's yeah, yeah and like and by the way guys like I, I i hate the fucking comedy snob i like anytime i hear a comedy snob conversation sure. i like i tune out just because it's like especially from people like you know around like my level of comedy and even your level of comedy yeah. where it's just like it's like okay but You're still working. You don't know what you're going to be in five years. They don't know what they are. And for me, it's just like, but they got over. Whoever it is they're talking bad about, who's getting paid money to do comedy. Like if you're at the point where you're getting paid $1 to do comedy, you have clearly made a crowd laugh enough where what you're doing is viable as a comic.
1: Yeah. You can critique people all you want, but if someone's buying it, whether you like it or not, it's not for you. It's for whoever's buying it. If there is a market for that,
0: you're you're doing the job. What's the fucking you know the generic hack comedy? Who's the band that all the comics shit on with the like the go to white guy um, band?
1: Uh, I was gonna say Coldplay, but it's uh, yeah, Coldplay's uh, a, a good Nickelback. version. Nickelback. Nickelback.
0: So like fucking, I, I I honestly, if you played a Nickelback song, like I know Photograph. That's like I don't yeah. I don't know any anyway. But ex- that's exactly my point. Anybody can say, oh well, Nickelback sucks. Yes. It's just like clearly they don't. And Clearly, all right and also yeah. Like,
1: like yeah, there's a bunch of people and they're they're kind of like the butt of a lot of jokes, but it's like there's also millions of people that love
0: millions.
1: That. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can millions. say how much they suck while they are fucking in their mansion counting money from concerts, yeah, sellout it, arenas. Totally. You know, like
0: um, what was that? That uh, what's the what's the band? What are they? I forgot this other band. Like. I heard like they they became a mainstream success and their sound is totally different from when they were like coming up and what got them to the show. But it's like, you know, but it's like to to me, I kind of liken that to what you were saying about cruise ship comics. That guy is doing when you see like a cruise ship comic and they're doing very general, broad humor that is specific for that crowd. Because he he might go off the stage and just go on some like hardcore other fucking thing or do some conceptualized all comedy thing. That You're not aware of, but for that cruise ship time, yeah. no, he's going to be a cruise ship he's comic by the rules, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I, maybe I'm also protective of that because I feel like I can get pigeonholed into that a lot. Yeah, people are like, oh, I don't do anything risky, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm trying to do more, less stuff that's like too safe, but yeah. it, it is, it is kind of right down the middle. But it's like,
0: are you worried about that, like long term? Like, if you if you start yeah. getting a career with what you have going, I like not- it because.
1: Yeah. Again, I'm terrified of anyone not liking me. I don't yeah. want to offend anyone. You've come out to have a good time. I want you to have a good time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think it helps in one way that, like, you have a broad appeal. You can work
0: really any room,
1: it. any crowd, whatever. But I think there maybe At some point, I'm afraid at some point it will hinder me that it's like, well, it's not anything interesting. It's too generic. It's not yeah. this. Um, and I think there are people already who would be like, that guy doesn't do anything interesting. He's just joking about whatever. Like, it's not... That's so, I'm just trying doing something different. It's just not what you know, it's not going to be cutting edge, yeah, uh, as much I mean maybe maybe i'll I'll get there. But um I worry about that a lot that it's like this is uh, I'm not doing anything that's interesting enough. but there at the end of the day i mean like, do you
0: feel sustained with what you're doing right now as sustained an sustained yeah
1: is the perfect word for it okay is it's not flourishing it's not dwindling and i think it's it's always getting better yeah and i'm, I'm better than i've ever been and i hope it only continues getting going that way
0: so when i saw you at pressure when, when did you perform before then
1: uh i've been lucky i've been getting up a lot recently
0: Okay, so like pressure that wasn't your first setback. No, which is which is. Oh, I thought it was because I was just like, where the f- what how I how know, is this possible? If he's nice coming thing. out swinging. That's the nice arch. thing now Jesus. is it
1: looks so impressive because like this month I've been working a ton, so people will be like, wow. like, coming out of the pandemic, everyone's a little rusty, and I'm just like a well-oiled yeah. machine, and people are like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. Um, That's what I want to be. I want to be someone who can't. That's the only reason I try and kind of play it towards the middle, not just to be be safe. The good thing is I want to be able to play to anyone. Absolutely. I want to do blue collar, white collar, anywhere in the country, big city, rural town. I want stuff that everyone can relate to. And I want to, because I think, one, that you you can get more work that way. One hundred percent. But two is like, those are people that deserve comedy. Yeah. I did Valentine's Day. I did an hour
0: at a church in rural Indiana. And Dude, I, by the way, I I've been in Chicago now for f- almost going off five years. I f- my first time going to Indiana was like two weeks ago yeah. with Jason Acevedo. Oh yeah, for, man. to watch him do a show out there. I was Where? Just like, at? Oh god, it's a place called Chesters in Chesterton. Okay, Chesterton is like right outside Gary. Yeah, yeah. It was. It wasn't. Different yeah, the, shout out, out to there. you know what? I don't want to fucking shoot myself. Shout out to Chesterton's for doing something. You yeah. know what I mean? For but, having. But it's
1: so crazy how you're like an hour and a half from Chicago. It's a different country out there.
0: It, it, I, wow. Yeah. Like wow, I wasn't prepared for that. Like I didn't like they didn't know a pin to have a cap in there. Oh obviously. dude, they don't it care, Ooh, they, are, they are tongue kissing their sister. <laughs> dude, they don't care at all. The, the, yeah, that's the tongue kissing the sister has not changed. Yeah, just like oh, let's just share, let's just share bites of food yeah. in a crowded place. Like, but so like, I do this like man. Valentine's Day
1: dinner at this church so oh it's yeah a church okay, so yeah. they want like squeaky clean of course but at the end of it they all they loved the show yeah and at the end of it these people are. i'm not like i i, I really don't want to brag but like they enjoyed it and then afterwards i'm like well why shouldn't they these people deserve comedy yeah they would be and i like when people like that hire someone especially someone like me because i could do i could be dirty but i can intentionally play clean for these people if they had hired someone else they could be like they one bad experience with a comedian, these people will never go to a comedy club again. Yeah. If they hired someone and they went a little too dirty or they tried to be too risky or they got angry at the audience for not reacting to certain stuff, if they tried to do like nightclub comedy for these people, they could have ruined the evening. These people will never forget the bad Valentine's Day they had. They will yeah. never buy tickets to a comedy club. They will never go see a comedian ever again. And I'm like, first of all, these people deserve comedy. Second of all, I want to perpetuate the art form. I want them to to go see comedy again. I want them to hire another comedian next year to come back. I want them to hire me again next year to come back. So it's like, it's a a little survivalistic of that perspective too. It's like, there should be, a joke for everyone people can laugh there should be something anyone can laugh at you know?
0: see and that's and like that sp- spoke by the way spoken like a true ambassador of the form bravo yeah. sir i it, mean just for having that as a it, mindset It boils my blood
1: the thing i hate most is yeah. watching people uh do poorly and not care about it especially like like bad like a bar show or something yeah. just like bombing when it's a good crowd i'm like man you're losing these people's trust they will never but if, if if or like people who put on shows, it's like if you book just people who are bad at comedy yeah. or you have yeah. a really bad show, like everyone has rough nights or like rougher sets, you violated these people's... Ch- if this, Like we forget because we do it every night. Some, yeah. Most people have never been to a comedy club before. Yeah. Oh, seen, yeah, totally. Never seen live comedy. If this is their perception at a, a bar show, yeah. they're never going to buy a ticket to the Laugh are never buy a ticket to Zanies. Well, they're never going to...
0: I mean, it's like the difference between somebody who's a great open mic comic and mm-hmm. then you get them in front of an actual audience yeah. and like, what yeah. and they're doing like you said inside baseball references yeah. and and like making like really dark hu- yeah. like read the room
1: and there's room for some of that and there's yeah. audiences for that too. That's true. there's like, well, like that- audiences that want to see fucked up shows but you have to give them what they came for and yeah. then they'll come back they'll they will support more shows. they'll come watch you other places
0: see now i feel bad kind of at it because like you know me i have a very specific yeah. type of humor um you know and it's not broad at all it's just like you got you have to kind of be dialed into me in order or dialed into that kind of humor sure. i mean it's and it could be jarring for people so it's like mm. i am now i didn't but even really th-
1: but there's something about it that that isn't like abrasive as as abrasive as it comes off though yeah. it is at least it's so heightened almost it feels like people are like this is clearly a performance
0: i mean but it's, but not, it's not which it's is, not, which is mean, what is which me is mean. what makes
1: it so good is that <laughs> people in the audience are going oh look at how he's acting and all, the, and all, the, comedians, the, yes, all the comedians are laughing is they go he's not acting
0: <laughs> that's great but you make
1: it look that you've created it uh, art it's just your life
0: do you, do you remember schwan yauer the he was the, the guy who works down at Laugh Factory, you know, yes. the guy tragically a few yes. years ago. Right, me and him were tight, right? Really? Yeah I oh, never yeah. met him.
1: Everyone like I, I, I I'm so sad I never crossed paths with. Uh,
0: okay, so here here's Swan in a nutshell. Swan ran the same four minutes every single time, right? Ran the same never once bombed with that four oh. minutes. He went to Laugh Factory. Laugh Factory with this was this, I had the misfortune of having to go up after him at the open mic. Every single time he'd go up there, killed. Four minutes, save four minutes. Every time, I love that and like it's like his so his performance is so singular, but it's also based off the fact like he was dealing with clinical anxiety, depression, like, and that's where he and I bonded more or less yeah. was because like when I was twenty five, when you know when I was his age, mm-hmm. I was dealing with the same stuff he was, and I, like I like I admired this kid so much yeah. because I did not have the balls yeah. at twenty five dealing with that huge plate of shit that I was dealing with to go up and do comedy, uh. and he. He would go up against all instinct yeah. and push through. And like That's he so cool. like just powered through these sets. And like people don't know how taxing that was for yeah. him. But it was just like it would it, it like it, it, it was a lot for him to deal That's with. Cool. He gets off the stage at Laugh Factory one time, right? Has a killer set. This guy comes up to him, just an audience member comes up to him, just like Oh my god, you were so good! This act that you created is amazing. He's like, "This is my life, brother." Like he, like he just Schwann was just like he's very like, "Thank you." I was just like, "Schwann, dude, he really thinks that you were just like putting on some genius level but that's, performance."
1: That's the next, the next level. That's it. For, like you can't
0: teach that. You no, know. you can't and, teach them. And there, no, you is, know what you need to do? You need to throw yourself in the fucking blood, throw your fucking <laughs> life in the shitter nonstop yeah. until you become something. I'm like, I'm something. like hey, <laughs> at home, are
1: you guys listening? If you're sad and have nothing going for you, do comedy.
0: Do comedy. Yes. Do comedy. But there is,
1: it is point of view to a point where it's like yeah. oh, all comedians who are just trying so hard to scrap stuff together, they're trying to create a point of view. Someone like that already has it. Already so has if it. So you, if you can get competent enough at writing jokes and putting stuff together... You put those two things together, it's over. That's you, what
0: I'm, that's again what I'm trying to do with yeah. what, what I'm doing. And, but that's uh, what, again, what you do, I don't think that's
1: that, if someone sees that, They'll come see comedy again because that's interesting.
0: By the way, guys, I queued up uh, this whole entire entire episode with Tyler was to get to this point of him telling me that my comedy is okay. Is it important?
1: important. (laughs) (laughs) the reason the scene exists. But even like think about the show at pressure.
0: Yeah. There is a certain
1: rhythm to the show. Comic comes up, joke, joke, joke. Comic comes up, joke, joke, story. This about my life, whatever. Yeah. There needs to be some punctuation to that. Yeah. So you being like... Shut the fuck up, lady. Here's what I've been doing. Here's what I've been thinking about. Like, it is, it provides variety. It's something different. It captures people's attention. Even if they're not dying laughing, there are people who are. Yeah. And the people who aren't, they're compelled. It's interesting.
0: Yeah. No, well, that, that's a good, persp- and a good, good perspective. And you know the place for this. it. You're
1: not going to, uh, uh, fucking, you know, uh, preschool doing that stuff you true know? You yeah know it's the pre-
0: it's, pre- it's a fucking billiards yeah. hall in fucking uh edgewater you know yeah. what i mean it's just like everybody there and like come on she was over here i, I think she was was she hitting on the clearly Dude. homosexual that man that was in the front of us?
1: most that's why i was like the city's back the most yeah. chi- the most chicago <laughs> bar show night right yeah there's two old chicagoan guys who are just drinking yeah pissed Talk of the whole show. There's a drunk lady who talks all whole time and get, Interacting
0: walks out. with the with the comics. There's a
1: couple people there to see the show, enjoying yeah. it. Uh, th- it's in like a dive bar. There's a really rough improv set to start the show, and then a bunch of comedians yelling. I mean, to at-
0: their credit, I th- I really think that was like Andrew Thorpe's like second time. Right. Like, that's out. what I'm yeah, saying. It's
1: that, like yeah. it's like you you haven't been able to perform improv, and you have to do it with a mask on the with whole the time. Mask on. I'm was- like yeah i'm like chicago's back man yeah. <laughs> it really is we really are is. we are trying to do improv with masks on and we're yelling at people in the audience i'm like god i miss this so much oh totally.
0: <laughs> totally. i i i really think you would appreciate the the bar the uh the park mics that they put on just oh, yeah. they're our people and like i was telling tyler outside so i did a a, a mic in the park yesterday and uh like maybe five performers and five comics in like, Oh, so we're going to have a guy come up and do poetry. And this guy comes up and he actually like, he, he had like, you know, great, you know stage presence or whatever but it really was just like him trying to recruit christians like oh no it was all like in front of comics and we're talking about oh i want to get my ass eaten and i do cocaine he's just like he just says a full and then lee like does he stay for anybody else no because i think he realized at some point he had to no one's gonna join like like, no he got an applause afterwards but i mean everybody's and that that became the rest of the uh, but
1: that's what i love about comedy yeah like if you didn't do stand-up you You would have never interact with people like that exactly yeah. totally. people who are unhinged <laughs> <preaching>. <laughs> That's, so i did this valentine's day this oh, yeah, church the valentine's gig. Day, yeah. Uh, after the show i had to do a zoom show and i was like Oof. hey do you guys mind if i just use a room in the back because it was like a two-hour drive i couldn't do it from yeah. the road i was like like sure make yourself at home whatever so i do the the show and i come on afterwards and the pastor was like they're cleaning up from the dinner and she's like before you leave if you don't mind some of us would like to pray for you so I come out, and these are like radical Christians. Yes. Um, or whatever. It, it, they're one of those very like um, kind of church of what's happening now. Like there's a live band, and everyone, we like gay people, we like black people. Everyone's here, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, I, don't, I don't fully understand what their religion was. But anyway, I come out to this like semicircle of people. <laughs> I don't understand and the they, religion. They, they there's like, a goat. It was like, yeah, you know, kind of yeah. different stuff. But this guy comes out of nowhere, throws some oil on my forehead, and they all just start yelling prayers. And it's like first of all, so glad I was wearing a mask cuz I was trying so hard not to laugh. I was <laughs> cracking up. And in my head I'm like this is a hilarious experience, but also like I can appreciate this is a very nice thing. If this is what you believe, a very nice thing to do for somebody. Yeah. But also I'm so glad I get this experience. Doing this what else? Yeah, what else? else am we, I yeah. Get, and You're never gonna stumble on that. There's a woman mumbling in Latin. Yes. I have no idea what she's saying. And they're they're praying for me to be successful at comedy. They're being like, God, and it felt like an improv exercise because they would all one person would say something and they'd all go, Yes, Jesus. Yes, <laughs> Jesus. Like, Let Tyler get home safe tonight. Yes, Jesus. And he's gonna have a successful comedy. cure. Yes, Lord, yes. And I was like, I was like, nowhere else in my life. Working no other job would I get to have this experience.
0: Yeah, I mean I and like that's and that's the thing, like especially like one of the things I'm looking forward to is trying to do things outside of Chicago, yeah. obviously. And I mean, like part of the reason why I got into comedy and you know, this is this folds into Epic Cheat Day is that like, dude, all of these regional places with all of their interesting yes. weird food. Man, I want to get on yeah. there. Are you kidding me? Sad. I want, I want to go to Minneapolis and have Ludafisk. Yes, yeah, I want to do that. I want to go to Cleveland and have a hop round. Like Absolutely. So much
1: of comedy is like you get to see people on the f- best their night out. Their yes. date night, the best night of their best week, night whatever. Out, yep. But also, if you're visiting somewhere, you get to just a weekend or a couple of days or one night in a city, you, you get to see the best things. Seasons, yeah. You go, what What's the best place I should eat? What's the thing I have to see? What's the statue, the park, whatever? The one thing in this city that's like you get to experience all of the best things about the city. Like, exactly. Yeah,
0: that's that's awesome. And I mean, how appealing is that, right? Yeah, you know, that's the life. Yeah, I mean, and like again, the goal. I think my goal for comedy, and I, you know, I'd like to think that this is a lot of people's goals, is just to be able to be to self substantiate yeah uh, just off of comedy yeah and i mean I, I like i honestly like i may and i got to that point i think within like, uh, let me ask this when was the and i call it like the the netflix dream bubble when was that bursted for you when you started comedy you know what i mean <laughs> where you were like this because uh, a lot of people get inspired like oh yeah. i'm doing comedy i'm gonna have a netflix special and yeah. let, i know people that have planned out their special before they hit one mic they
1: got the title
0: uh, yeah the title and then like they go up and it's just like uh, for me it took i would say within three weeks you know, like mm. in philly like my whole time in philly i was just like oh it's not about that at all yeah yeah how long did it take uh, for that's you? a
1: good question man probably i'm gonna take a couple of months within the first couple of months you just realize it's different than what you expected yeah but there is something else the, the great thing about Santa, yes as of all art forms at a pretty low level you can make some money. You can. There's money... Like like improv, there's no money in improv. Yeah. Right? There's no... Everybody b- you see doing musician, improv. Yeah. It's very hard to get paid as musicians. It is. But as a comedian, at a pretty low level, there's some money out there. You know, yeah. and, and you can... Re- and then so you start to see like, I'd okay... I'd like to see some of that money. Right. right? <laughs> but then you start to see like, okay, there's different like we were saying there's like people who just are local people who make a living then there's people you blo- okay i'm not gonna get the netflix thing but you start to see the steps it's like get like a, a late night is even a really high step but it's like okay maybe you get a uh laugh factory picks up a youtube video of yours and then you get some traction on this or like there's so many levels now where it's like oh i had i had a viral tiktok or i had a um like a late night is obviously a big thing comedy of central course. has so many now where it's like Oh, you do like one of their like Comedy Central Digital. You know, it just goes on Instagram and YouTube, but it's like a big get. Like they're taping these big things. It's like it's like I don't have to have an hour on Netflix to be like, oh yeah. And you realize too, like when Netflix did those like 15 minutes or half hour specials, the people that were doing those, or like when Last Comic Standing was really popular. Yeah. Those people who are competing on Last Comic Standing have been doing stand-up for 20 years.
0: Yeah, like that's not like, they're not getting people off the street. Well, it's kind of like American Idol in that. Yes. Like American yes. Idol, like those- These are those, career musicians. These are career musicians yeah. that you're seeing that are performing. Like Same thing with Last Comic Standing. I mean, I forgot who I saw in there. It was like, wait, I fucking know yes. that guy. Like, what are you yes. talking about? Like Which that? is
1: is reassuring in some sense. It's like eventually yeah. there are those opportunities out there for us. But also, even if you never break through to that- there's this whole world of pe- working comedians who just people don't know. Who
0: people don't know. And yeah. it's just, you can make a living mm-hmm. being a comic and not having the special and not having mm-hmm. the five minute late night set. Like, uh, so, like, one of the things that really gave me confidence to do comedy was like, because, and I didn't know anything about Jay Moore in terms of uh, like his career as a comedy and like things that he's done that's been kind of behind yeah. me. But like, I used to listen to his podcast when I was in Philly. I'd listen to it a lot. Like, I'd have a huge trudge to work. And he has an episode with Pat. Pat Oswald's my favorite comedy. Nice. I fucking love him. Um, uh, but he his episode with Patton Oswalt. If you're thinking about doing comedy, mm. I would say listen to that episode because Patton Oswalt breaks down a lot of like cool. myths and ideas about it. Because they were yeah. talking about last Comic Standing, he's like this that idea with comedy that you only get one shot. Yes. F- like that's not a real thing with yeah. comedy If that, and he was like if that's the case nobody that you like in comedy would be doing comedy right now yeah 100% yeah, yeah. that's so interesting yeah wow yeah you know I mean come on it's like every killer that you've seen do comedy uh, at least for the first few years bombed yeah. more than they but that's what did. I love yeah. about it
1: too is like even the people once they finally start to get People, that's why people are like, oh, this comedian blew up. It's like, no, dude, they were preparing for 20 years. Yeah. And then when they finally got their opportunity, they were ready for they it. They were ready for you know, it, But yeah. the way to get good enough was just slogging it out. Slogging out. Doing it the t- the bar show, doing pressure billiards. Yeah. You know, doing, so it's like when people are like, oh, man, we're down here doing these shitty shows. It's like, this is what's – if you can stay – I talk with comics a lot, like comedian buddies, that, like, it's such a war of attrition. It is. If you it can is. stay it, in it yes. long enough and yeah. not get – because it is hard. Yeah. Not get discouraged, not quit – stay excited about it
0: and challenge yourself too like yeah start thinking outside of the box if you start feeling like you're fucking doing the lazy set because that was one thing i noticed in philly and i found that Mm -hmm. out like there's people who are at the top of the scene and talk about gatekeepers like yeah i'm every lineup where there's the same like maybe 10 comics that they cycle through and it was just i found out that like you know through people that i know that were doing zoom comedy with some of these comics like they still haven't Change their yeah. set they're never gonna leave Philly they're always gonna they got their spot and they're content and good for them yeah. if they're yeah. happy that's your thing yeah man. if yeah. That, that's their thing but I think like in order to like get better like constantly yeah. totally. you know don't get content anyhow you were saying so Chicago I, yeah. how did you end up in Chicago how did I end up in Chicago so you, you moved to your four comments I moved here. Well,
1: so I like, love that that you're from New York and you're like I want to do comedy. Time to go to Chicago.
0: Well, because uh, I'll tell you why. Because it's first of all, like New York again, not the best memories of my life, right? Sure. Um, I always have had a fascination with Chicago. To I me, like that. people always talk about L.A. being like, oh, that's number one, and number two. Because that's like in terms of like my, how I conceptualize a city. Yeah. It Chicago to me was the other big city because it yep. has like the skyscrapers yep. and the big downtown and the public transportation and all of the things that I like about it's New York. It's a comfortable York. New York. It's a com very and like which new yorkers usually have a chip on their shoulder
1: they're, they're like new york is way better i love that you're from no, new york fuck and that. you're like, like this I, is... I actively prefer chicago
0: so like it's like when i went to phil like philly to me was like the trial run city like sure. i actually i did a coin toss too when i was moving huh. from new york i was like this all right cuz i i had two jobs at the time and it was like i can move with either one of these sure. and if i want to move to chicago i'd have to stick with one cuz they they have places in chicago yeah. that i moved to and this with the other job it was i could move to philly because mm. they had some Locations there that I can move to, so I did a coin toss. Right, it was like heads Philly, tails Chicago. It came up tails, but I was just like, okay. Now I've now ne- <laughs> here's the thing. I was just like, okay. If, if Philly, I've actually been to before. Yeah. I'd never been to okay. Chicago. Philly's close enough to New York. Like Philly, yeah, it's a suburb. It's a so su- it's a suburb of New York. It's still a big enough city where yep. like I could get around. And stuff like that so that's why i decided to move to philly and also i mean again like one of the big things as i mentioned before is like i want to get i want to drink yeah and <laughs> like i like and chicago i was like,
1: also pretty good drinking town
0: pretty good drinking town like no no but, and what way better than that fucked me up dude what fucked I me up so it. hard about chicago is i went my second day in chicago i went to target i forgot what i was getting at target i was like why is there vodka next to baby wipes? Because in New York and in oh, Philly, yes. you have to go to liquor A stores. Liquor store. Yeah. Yes. Oh, like, that's so funny. Like I'm like, what the fuck? And then I went to 7-Eleven. I'm like, dude, they got whiskey behind yes. the counter. Even, isn't
1: it on the East Coast? It's like uh, convenience stores can sell beer. They can another, sell but beer. But they can't sell liquor.
0: They can't sell liquor. And Philly's even more restrictive. Philly... Be- that, just,
1: that doesn't make any sense. Wine
0: and cool. liquor. Uh, oh yeah, like they're start like that. Like as I was leaving, of, of course, when I'm starting to get yeah. sober, that's when they start easing up. But it's funny that they're like, weed is legal, but you have to go somewhere else for liquor. Yeah, like, <laughs> like dude, it was treated like a major substance. Like with Philly, you have to go to state-run stores. Yes. Okay. For the uh, wine and liquor, they close at nine o'clock, and it's run by like a state marshal. Like it's weird. Like Why? the guy behind there is like a uh, packing a gun. That's just how they do it. And it's then crazy. if you want to get beer. Bigger than a six and 12 pack, like most stores don't even have six and 12 packs. But like downtown and center city, like you, there's a few stores that you can get it. Wild. And then if you, so wanted, if you wanted to have a more party, than
1: that, you'd have to buy like 15 six packs.
0: Yeah, well, that w- the, how they did that was they had what's called beer distributors, and oh, beer man. distributors have like the big cases, yeah. but there's specific stores that have that. Wild, yeah, man. Like people, when I got there, I was just like, "Yeah, I I can't find a place to get so beer." So then,
1: where did you decide? When did you decide to come to Chicago from so
0: Philly? So I when I did comedy and I saw it out there, and I was just like, "Okay, it's," because uh, I still loved Chicago. Like the goal yeah. eventually was Chicago. to get to Chicago, and like so, Philly was my trial run city. I was like, "Okay, if I can successfully," because I'm I wasn't even I'm more high functioning now, but I wasn't high functioning then. So sure. it was just like. Because you know, again, with alcohol, with my inability to just do regular day to day shit, yeah. I was like, okay, if I can function in Philly, then I'm going to move to Chicago. Cool. Um, and again, never been here, but I just, I had just this so weird cool. affinity for it. And the second I got here, I was just like, oh, yeah, this is where I was supposed to Oh, go. I love that. So you I just know. moved here and started doing mics. I did. Like that. I, so I wanted to make sure I was settled with everything first. Yeah. But like the very first night that I moved into my place, I did. Um, uh, Oh God, help me out here, help me out. Uh, American Dream. Oh, Blarney Stone. Blarney Stone, Dude. yeah, that was my very first. I was thinking first about mic. the mic
1: the other day. I I forget who was running it when everything shut down. I wanted the mic to come back so bad.
0: Oh yeah, I think uh, right before it right before it was finished it was Peter Bonello and uh, Tim Weichelbaum. Tim, if you guys are listening, start up the
1: mic. We'll go. Please. We'll go. We'll come go. On. Please, guys. That's awesome. Yes. But isn't that great though? You moved in and you were like, oh probably, yeah, probably an apartment full of boxes, and you're like. Yeah. I'm going to this American dream open mic and then you're like this is it this, this is it. City. That's
0: awesome. it. Now now let me ask you this cuz I never even though I drank while uh oh shit okay. Um fuck, we gotta wrap she's it up. here yeah. yeah. Okay. Down here at the door. God damn. You're
1: a busy guy. A busy well, guy. Well, I'm glad you moved to Chicago. We're very lucky to have you in the scene. This is huge.
0: Yeah, um okay, so we're, we we got to wrap it up. Uh we got my next guest here. I didn't. we got so involved in the conversation. We did. we did, we
1: went deep. We did. We New did indeed. go deep,
0: guys. Tyler Fowler. Tyler, where can the? What are your socials?
1: I'm um, just at underscore Tyler Fowler on Instagram and Twitter. So join the party.
0: And I will definitely put those links in the uh, description. Tyler Fowler, thank you so much. Dude, thanks for having me, Derek. Appreciate it. Mike, we're good.